The following audio discussion is from episode 8 of Astound's podcast series, AI and the Future of Work. Host Dan Turchin, co-founder and chief product officer of Astound, welcomes special guest Doug Tedder, ITSM thought leader and principal of Tedder Consulting, to discuss what leaders need to know about how a virtual agent can transform their help desk and improve operational efficiencies. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are. Welcome to uh, today's special Astound webcast. We've got a great guest who's going to be joining me today. This is Dan Turchin, co-founder of Astound, coming at you live from Menlo Park, California, where I couldn't be more excited than to have today's speaker join me to discuss a topic that's near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about what's uh, what's required to transform your help desk with virtual agents. So there's never been a better time to be having this conversation. So glad that you could join us. Just super pleased to have first and foremost a friend, Doug Tedder, join, but uh, but also you know an, an esteemed thought leader. I imagine most of our listeners today know of Doug or have seen Doug in action. Is the principal of his firm, Tedder Consulting, but also very active in the uh, IT and ITSM communities. He's been actively involved in ITSMF, actively involved in API, uh, a frequent speaker, a frequent author, very involved in the idle specs. Doug, welcome to today's webcast. Do you want to go ahead and, uh, and share a few opening thoughts and then we'll, we'll launch into the Q&A? Well, thank you, Dan. It's it's a real pleasure to be here and, and uh, thank everyone for taking a little bit of time from their busy schedules to join us to chat a little bit about how AI and virtual agents are going to really impact the way that we do our work from an IT perspective. So, this is a topic that I've been particularly interested in for some time now, and uh, I'm just real excited to talk about this and, and where we are going to go as far as an industry and, and how uh, AI and, and virtual agents are, are really going to help us get there. Good. And what an exciting time it is to be a leader in IT or a leader in employee service. We've got these new capabilities we've never had. Uh, we've got a new set of expectations from employees. There's just kind of this expectation that we're on the cusp of finally delivering the kind of employee experiences that our employees deserve. So, Doug, we talk about using AI to first make humans smarter. I know that's a place where you and I are in violent agreement and where we feel like we want to be in a position where we're educating the uh, IT leaders in our community um, about you know, what it means to think about AI creating jobs and AI making humans smarter. What do you feel like is or will be the cultural impact on the enterprise of AI and machine learning? Yeah, I, I think that's a great place to start. You know, you kind of touched on it in the opening discussion there is that the traditional model is that we get a contact at the service desk. We have to go look for knowledge. We, If we can't solve it immediately, it, it literally takes hours. And, and quite frankly, that is an antiquated model. I, I think in today's modern, always on, always connected enterprise and, and the way that we do business now, uh, you know, the cultural shift is going to be that we expect to have the right answers at the right time uh, as we need them. And, and so it's going, to, it's going to start to shift the expectations, not only for service providers and ensuring that they provide that great experience, whether that's for their customer or their users, 
or their or their uh, employees, but also shift the expectations as we as information consumers have is it's it's not enough just to be fast, but we also have to be accurate and relevant in our speed and delivery. And that's where I think uh, AI and machine learning is going to have the biggest impact. We'll, we'll have the ability to not only be fast, but also relevant and in and, and context because with machine learning, we'll have the ability to literally make sense of massive amounts of data in, in just seconds and provide the right answer to the consumer or the employee or the customer. I love that we're finally shifting the tone of the conversation from kind of technology-centric services to user-centric services. You know, I think that's a shift that we've been pretending to make or talking about for probably 20 years in the space. Along those lines, I'll pose a question that might seem controversial, at least to some of our listeners, but I'd argue isn't really. And that's, is traditional service management relevant? And if so, how is it changing? And if not, you know, what, what's going to replace it? And, and I think this is one of the biggest uh, enablers for an effective use of artificial intelligence and machine learning within organizations is having a rock solid service management implementation. I guess what I would say, because some things aren't going to change, right? We, we've got to have effective processes. We, we've got to understand how we deliver value through the use of technology and people and process, those kind of things. That, that part of service management won't change. But I think the thing that will change is that we have to look at service management more holistically. We have to understand how service management plays from an end-to-end perspective. Too many service management implementations, in my experience, are only dealing with a portion of the value chain that delivers to the customer. Uh, They may be just dealing with just the service desk or or perhaps just the operations organization and and really haven't taken that holistic look. So I think that's maybe where the shift in service management is going to have to happen in order to take advantage of what you know, the promise of AI is that service management now has truly must be end to end from an organizational perspective and not just uh, uh, dealing with just perhaps the operational aspects. I'd say service management is more relevant than ever. You know, as we finally place the focus back on the employee experience, that's when we really need to get back to the roots of what it really means to deliver great service. The thing about service management that really never changed was that was always the intent is deliver that great experience, whether that was to the business or to the customer. And and I think that's where some organizations perhaps didn't follow all the way through. Uh, But now I think, you know, AI and and virtual agents and those kind of things gives us an opportunity to kind of get that last mile of service management in place. We're going to need it if if we're going to have success with AI. Yeah. So today's topic is primarily about virtual agents and their impact we want to spend less time talking about the technology and more time talking about the business benefits. So what kind of a framework would you pose to service management practitioners when they think about where virtual agents are a good fit for the business? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. And, you know, the, the way I would approach it, there, there's kind of two benefits, I think, from a business perspective with the use of a virtual agent. One, we free up those highly skilled technical resources that we have uh, in the IT organization to do something other than the mundane. Yes, password resets are important. Yes, providing answers to consumers' questions are important. 
but quite frankly, a virtual agent will do that job extremely well and to the satisfaction of the, of the consumer at that point. So there's the first benefit. We, we provide better consumer, customer experience, co- you know, customer support, those kind of things. But the second benefit is that we can now leverage those smart people that we have that were formerly doing those kinds of mundane tasks and turn their attention to things that humans do much better, innovate, uh, strategize, you know, imagination, those kinds of things, and, and really tap into that potential that, that we've not been able to really access up until now because we haven't had somebody, you know, something take over that, that uh, daily mundane kinds of activities that our service desk often winds up having to do. Again, I don't want to trivialize that. That's extremely important. But I yeah. think the, the better use of human resources is even more important. And nobody expects that requests for, like you said, mundane or routine services are delivered by in a traditional way via tickets and live agents and wait times. Like that's, that's an awful experience. Let's automate the easy stuff. And to your point, let the humans, the live agents focus on things that require intuition and judgment and traits that are, you know, innately human. So along those lines, maybe kind of next, next two topics, when when is a virtual agent appropriate, maybe specific use cases? And are there reasons why you think employees might actually learn to prefer getting service from a virtual agent versus the traditional methods? Well, and, and I think, you know, the answer is right there because we're able to leverage a virtual agent that really does shift control into the hands of the employee. The, the employee can now, we can we start to think about different ways of doing work. Uh, employees can start to work on their own schedules and and know that they'll have the support as they need it, when they need it, and it is a high quality of support. You know, it will reduce frustration. Uh, it'll reduce um, bottleneck and waste of time and effort waiting for, uh, and, and again, I don't want to, you know, trivialize the live agent. The live agents are, are fantastically skilled, but there's only so many of them. A virtual agent gives us the ability to, you know, it's kind of like a force multiplier when you think about it. We're enabling hundreds of employees, all of our employees, by, uh, you know, taking that burden away from a live agent, and for, especially for those day-to-day routine kinds of things. And, and it gives the employee, you know, the ability to kind of manage their own work and, and work at their own pace without having to necessarily be regulated to the hours of the service desk, for example. So I, I think that's where a, a great example where an employee might prefer a virtual agent. Yeah, it came out so clearly in our primary research as we went out and interviewed kind of employees and, and, and IT practitioners. And the, the unanimous theme was, you know, just deliver the right answer the first time. And, yeah. and you know, if that's via virtual agent, excellent. You know, if that's via phone support, email support, all are acceptable. What's clear, though, is that there's a ton of frustration built up from the current method uh, kind of uh, channels. Yes. And so introducing a new one likely to deliver better answers, um, you know, it's, it's clear that there's no kind of structural impediment to adoption. There's a real thirst for, uh, you know, a better method of, of delivering service. So along those lines, so think about kind of, you know, put yourself in the shoes of the practitioners who are listening today. Um, and thinking about, you know, their, their MTTR and their FCR and their customer sat and, you know, their shift left strategies, the things that kind of drive the business of IT. Where do you think some of these AI driven technologies fit into the traditional set of IT KPIs? 
Yeah, uh, that I, you know, I think that's another great advantage of having the virtual agent involved here and doing those kind of things. Because we're delivering the right answer at the right time to the right people, you know, obviously the, the first call resolution metrics and all of those traditional metrics by which we measure the success of a, of a service desk, mean time to resolve and, and, and those kind of things are, are going to dramatically improve. If we have the right service management foundation in place, they'll absolutely improve. But, but I think the other thing that will start to emerge because those things become so much more improved is that we as IT can start to develop the metrics that really demonstrate the business value or the business impact that IT is making. And so I think we're going to see this whole different set of metrics that will become associated with IT. In the traditional set, IT always seems to report on just technology metrics. And while those things are important and, and important to understand from the management of those technologies, uh, from a business perspective, they have little to no meaning. What if we were able from an IT perspective to really demonstrate and show measures that uh, underscore our contribution to, to business success? If we are freeing up our time and, and, and answering calls and, and resolving user queries in a much uh, more streamlined, effective, almost instantaneous way, now we can start to turn our attention to other more higher level kinds of activities that would really reflect well, not only on we are good keepers of the technology, but we're also good stewards of facilitating business outcomes and value that, that quite frankly, that's what the business really wants from IT. You know, Doug, I'd argue that we're, uh, we're right on the cusp of introducing some new metrics that I think will matter more than the traditional metrics. And I'd, I'd call one critical one, call it, you know, MTTD, the mean time to delight your customer. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's no longer enough to, you know, provide an answer that may or may not be the best one and then pat yourself on the back because you think that you've resolved it. Really, the, the metric is, you know, how effectively... Can we delight the customer? And I think a lot of these, these uses of AI-driven automation are going to make the human smarter, make the employee's experience better, but really accelerate that time to delight. I, I would agree. I, you know, it's no yeah. longer important. You know, the importance of how you're doing things, you know, is just as important, if not more so, than, than what you do. I mean, what we do traditionally has always been provide those answers, and, and we try to provide the best answer that we can at the time. And, and sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong. But to your point, now we've got this whole nother family of metrics, this whole nother classification of metrics, if you will, that, that really start to show the experience. You know, that is becoming just as important, if not more so than what, you know, what we do. It's how we're doing it. And this is where virtual yeah. agents could have such a huge impact. For everyone listening who's thinking about, you know, the, 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 the introduction of AI-driven automation into their support processes, does it um, eliminate the need for good process? Or how, where, where, does, where does the introduction of AI-driven automation kind of supplement or, or complement traditional IT processes? So for all the good things that AI brings to the table, one of the things that AI will not do for you is fix a bad process. AI, while it is going to be such an enabling force for our businesses and our organizations, you know, when it comes down to it, is some very smartly rhythm, written algorithm 
I mean, it's no different than, than the thing that we've learned all along as we've been involved in technology. If, if you feed good technology garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. So, you know, a good AI is not going to fix your poorly designed process. It's just going to exasperate it. But then I would take it one step further. It, you know, if your service management environment, if, you, if you're not aware on uh, of how you actually deliver the business outcomes and, and the value of those outcomes, how is AI going to then understand how to make rationalized decisions? You know, if, when it comes to machine learning, what is the best course that will provide the best outcomes for the business at the best value? If, if you don't understand that already from a service management perspective, AI, AI is not going to help you with that. It's going to point out that you don't understand it. So good AI is good AI, but it is highly dependent upon the quality of, of data and, and input that is being provided to it. If it's getting bad process in, you're going to have a bad process out. It's just going to run a heck of a lot faster. Well said. So one of the um, services I think you and I provide is by countering some of the kind of apprehensions and kind of concerns in the community about the role or the impact of uh, AI on traditional IT jobs. What's your perspective on where we're headed in terms of job creation versus job elimination kind of facilitated by AI? You know, that is a legitimate concern. And, um, uh, you know, if I'm in the audience today, that would be one of the questions that I would have. You know, Dan, it's very obvious. I mean, you and I see it every day, a lot of fear and uncertainty and doubt around the uh, introduction of bots and and how is uh, AI going to impact work as we know it. And, and you know, the, the answer is kind of two-part. You know, yeah, there are going to be some jobs that will be replaced by bots. Uh, you know, history history shows that as technology has been introduced, you know, some jobs have gone away. You know, there's no longer that big demand anymore for blacksmiths, for example, as as we advanced our farming concepts and and, and capabilities. So, in, in in that regard, there are going to be some IT jobs that will uh, likely be better suited for bots. But on the flip side of that. Just like with other, you know, advances in technology throughout history, there have been new jobs that have been created, and there's new work that will be created. Out of you know, somebody's got to uh, care and feed for the bot, for example. Uh, you know, a, a really well-rounded, uh, technically capable service desk agent is the ideal candidate to keep your bots from drifting so much. Just because uh, the algorithm works today, as your business changes and evolves, that bot has to change and evolve along with it. Somebody's got to do that. While there may be some AI-assisted kind of learning it's still going to take the human to get involved and, and update the algorithms and, and understand and make sure that we've keep, we're keeping biases, uh, you know, unintentional biases from, from our algorithms and those kind of things. So, yeah, there will be some, some jobs that do perhaps fall by the wayside, but I think they will be replaced and, with other jobs and, um, and, and even new jobs that, you know, you and I, are only imagining now, but uh, will become reality here very soon. I think that's the topic of a whole separate discussion, Doug. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. One of the things we found is, you know, call it maybe since the first industrial revolution in the, the 19th century, Yep. Uh, it's always a bad idea to be on the wrong side of innovation. And in this case, you know, if we look back at the, even the pattern over the last 20 years, let alone 200 years, 
you know, whether it was, you know, the shift to client server computing or, you know, the internet or mobile computing or, or cloud computing, you know, there's always a net creation of new jobs. And that's what I, you know, I firmly believe is, is happening as well due to the introduction of AI driven automation. Um, now, Doug, we've only got a couple more minutes. We've got a lot of Q and A I'd like to get to. So I want to um, bring our, uh, our short discussion to a close. So kind of final, final two topics, um, you know, back to the op- kind of my opening salvo um, is it more or less relevant up ahead. Um, and then kind of perhaps most important, I think, you know, we're lucky enough to have you as a guest today. We'd, we'd love to have you share advice that you have maybe for those who are listening and kind of mapping out their career in IT. Um, where would you have them be kind of in investing in what, what kind of skills, you know, how should they think about kind of building a leadership role in IT? Yeah, I, I think these are two fantastic questions uh you know the first thing is i i have said this for some time now this is a fantastic time to be in it Uh, i think this is an absolutely fantastic time to be involved in it service management but i think the shift and and where i would provide advice for future leaders is that you know it's no secret that that the use of technology is becoming so integral to just everyday life, not just business, but everyday life, um, that you know, it, it, it's really incumbent upon us to really understand how to take advantage of technology and and understand what technology can do for us. So, my my advice is yes, get to know the technology, but even better than that, become a continual learner. Uh, technology will continue to evolve, and I think our talents. Um, as, as technical um, experts and those kind of things, you know, it's not going to be so much getting really good at a specific doc technology, but also getting good at learning and and uh, adapting to change. And because our our world is constantly evolving, so there, there's a piece of advice number one. Piece of advice number two: as you get involved with an organization, get to know that organization really, really well. Understand what it values, what drives that business uh what is the reputation that that business wants to have amongst its customers goals and objectives you know get really good at understanding the business of the business and i think if future it leaders would have uh focus on those two things get good at learning and and really understand your business i think you're going to find a great career uh in front of you yeah well well said doug i think that's good advice for now, I wanted to go ahead and answer a few questions that have been coming in. And we're going through Q&A. Um, I wanted to share with everyone listening that um, just for attending, you'll get both uh, a recording of this full conversation. We're also going to share with you uh, a virtual agent ebook that helps you kind of think through some questions to ask when, uh, when you're selecting the right virtual agent for your organization. Um, also, we haven't talked too much about Astound, the uh, the leading AI platform for employee service, but we'd, we'd love to continue the conversation by introducing you to kind of the future of work. Um, there's a link there, astound.ai slash demo dash sign dash up, and we'd love to tell you more about uh, what, uh, what some of these key concepts that Doug and I have been discussing are actually, um, you know, how they're actually being used in the wild. Um, so with that said, I'll go ahead and keep this slide up so you can copy down the URL. 
Um, and then Doug, maybe if between the two of us, we can answer a few of these questions. Um, looks like the, the first one I'll take, um, looks like it was directed probably at me. We're using, uh, we're using ServiceNow. Um, uh, how, did, how is this down different? So uh, for those of you on the, on the line who are using ServiceNow or really any traditional system of record, it could be you know, a, a remedy, uh, it could be a, a, a share well, it could be a, you know, a CA, um, et cetera. Um, what Astound does uh, is quite different. So un unlike a traditional system of record, Astound is kind of what we, what we refer to as a layer of intelligence that gets wrapped around one or more traditional systems of record to essentially make it smart. So Astound automates the learning process to be able to automate the full life cycle of an employee service request. And specifically, kind of the way you introduce intelligence into the service delivery process um, is by considering all sources of data as equally attractive. So Astound ingests kind of 360 degrees of content into a normalized AI model. And that content can come from structured, semi-structured, unstructured sources, you know, think email, wikis, chat transcripts, uh, knowledge articles, et cetera. And then it's able to kind of feed these insights, these automated decisions into various points in the, in the process to kind of remove the choke points that impact the user experience. So Astound is backed by domain ontologies. And when you use the Astound apps, you'll find that they, quote, speak the language of employee service because all of the AI models are trained on kind of the, the core ways that employees talk about HR or IT or facilities or finance, et cetera. And so that kind of automated conversational fluency is, um, is, is unique to Astound. Um, we use principles like transfer learning so that all of, the, um, all of the answers that are generic, maybe that come from public sources or things like that, are available to all Astound customers on day one. We're big believers in kind of the philosophy of practicing responsible AI. So we make sure that all of the AI-driven automation from Astound is explainable, it's configurable, it's transparent. And one of the ways that we kind of uh, stick to that core philosophy is what we call active learning. That's involving humans in the loop so that when the models, when the AI models get confused, rather than potentially making a recommendation that's not the best one, Astound will actually ask a process owner, hey, can you help clarify what's the right answer here? The last point I'd make that kind of you know, makes Astound kind of different from what else is out there um, is that this is all we do. So, you know, we got a large team of experts that, uh, that are passionate about AI. Every one of the Astound customers gets what we call our AI managed service. So kind of it's, it's a very consultative approach to guarantee that your, your initiative is successful. Um, but we're, we're very invested in your success and kind of your journey, including kind of what the right use cases are, like Doug was talking about, you know, where do you start? What does the journey look like? We make sure that, you know, it's mapped really to your set of priorities. Um, so a bit of a long-winded answer, but good question. And that's how you can think of kind of a system of intelligence as being kind of a wrapper around traditional systems of record, whether that's a ServiceNow or other, other systems of record. So next question, um, uh, also a good question, any best practices to get users to adopt self-service tools, including virtual agents? Um, Doug, I have some thoughts there, but I don't know if I could put you on the spot. Any, any uh, words to share with the group? 
you know, I, I it, it really is a shift in the in the mindset uh, of many organizations to become comfortable with using technology. Uh, so, so obviously, having a, a good marketing campaign, which is things that we've talked about from. You know, service management for for eons now, right? Uh, but having that good marketing campaign and, and and establishing, getting some of the mythology, I guess, around AI, you know, addressing that and getting it out of the way, and you know, providing that good feedback mechanism as as folks interact with the virtual agent, you know, let us let us know what you think about that, and and that that tends to drive adoption a little bit better. Um, also, getting some adv- advocates out there in the user community. You know, maybe some of your super users uh, to become early adopters of the use of the virtual agent and and have them talk about their experiences from from their perspectives. I, there are a couple of things that come to mind to kind of help drive the adoption. All good points. I'd say a couple of things that we see the most uh, progressive or the most effective AI strategies do maybe better than than others. Um, you know, certainly to your point, cultivate champions. So I'd say also you know make them heroes. You know, whether it's, you know, you gamify it, you give them badges or just kind of acknowledge them, you know, in internal kind of social media channels that goes a long way. Um, make sure that the, the, the virtual agent is available in the channel that is the preferred channel for employees already. So that's put cool. the virtual agent where it's most likely to be used, whether that's in a voice channel, email, a collaboration tool, SMS. So meet the employees halfway so that you're not asking them to um, kind of shift their behavior. And then over time, you might you know, want to introduce new channels, but, uh, but, but, uh, but definitely meet them where they are at, you know, kind of quote, the moment of truth, <laughs> you know, when, when they're about to pick up the phone or send an email, you know, that's where you want the virtual agent to be. So that's a couple, couple additional thoughts. Um, next question we'll take, we got, I think time for two more. So Dave says, uh, our CIO asked us to present our AI strategy to the board. Where should we start? Doug, any thoughts for Dave? Yeah, it's a great question. And just like any technology, and uh, it has its benefits, it also has some risk associated with it. So in, in my opinion, the place to start is really coming up with that solid business case for the use of AI. How is it really going to impact your business? What What are the objectives that you hope to accomplish? What will success look like? It, what what is needed to to have that success? If you present it in those terms and in in terms of the business impact and and the outcomes that you hope to enable, I, I think that's a better way of doing it. If if you know much like just throwing you know good AI on top of bad process, if you just throw good AI out into the environment with no real purpose or identified objectives. Um, in, in my opinion, it's a wasted investment and, and a wasted opportunity. So I think it, it, it always has to start with that. What is that problem we're trying to solve and, and how will AI help us solve that problem? As we all know, technology projects fail, business projects succeed. Yeah. So identify, <laughs> yeah. identify the KPIs, identify why it matters to the business. If you want to increase self-service adoption, then you know, maybe a virtual agent to help you know, improve, you know, navigation through a self-service service portal. Maybe that's, you know, that's the right first step. Or if you want to reduce, you know, MTTR or, you know, the, the, the new metric I introduced, MTTD, then, you know, maybe you want to use AI to kind of provide the live agents with, with 
kind of a set of next best actions. So kind of identify what the business needs and then kind of map your strategy to, uh, to the needs of the business. I think that's a, a good, good, a good commentary, Doug. Um, okay. I think we got time for one more. It looks like this one's directed at me. So what does astound cost? So uh, again, I've, I haven't been spending too much time talking about astound. I can give you kind of a high level and then uh, please click the link here in the slide and we'll provide additional detail. So, uh, so there are four AI driven applications built on the astound AI platform. Uh, there's answers, which is our virtual agent. There's predict, which kind of assesses kind of all the hygiene and does the routing of tickets. There's advise, which provides these kind of digital dossiers to tell the agent how to fix the problem. And then there's analyze, which is a predictive analytics dashboard. Um, we do sell the, the whole platform, all the applications. You should never be penalized for using more of the applications. Um, we, uh, we charge based on the number of recommendations that the platform's making. It is a pricing model that's designed to be transparent and predictable you know exactly what you're paying for and why. You have tight control over how and when recommendations are made. So, um, so you know, we've really designed the pricing model to be um, a way that we, we, we closely partner with our customers to deliver a lot of value, typically more value than they expect. Um, again, in terms of specifics, it's easiest to talk about in terms of um, you know, your, your own organization and kind of your, your objectives. Um, I'd encourage you to go ahead and click that link sign up for a demo and happy to have the full conversation. With that said, we're about at our witching hour. Um, Doug, great conversation as always. Really thrilled that you made time for us and for, uh, for our audience members. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Well, first of all, thanks again for asking me to participate. It's, it's been a real pleasure. I'm, I am really excited about what AI can do for us overall. I'm, I'm particularly excited about the impact that AI is going to have on service management. And I, and I really feel passionately about the two topics. So um, I, I think, you know, we've got some great adventures in front of us and uh, I'm looking forward to see what tomorrow brings. We look forward to having you on a future webcast and uh, uh, look forward to continuing this discussion offline. Thanks to everyone for joining. To download Astound's ebook on how to select the right virtual agent for your employees, visit www.astound.ai for more information.